0: everyone. Dave DeBow here with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, our special guest is Mr. Walter Amarello. Walter, how are you doing today?
1: Good. Well, good to be Walter here, Dave. Walter with a G
0: because that's the, the Latino pronunciation.
1: That's right. It's Portuguese, uh, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. I was thinking it did because Walter in Spanish is a little bit different. So Portuguese, fantastic. All right. So Walter is a real estate entrepreneur. He's a sharp guy. He's a multi-book author, and he runs a very, very successful real estate investment club as well. So Walter, looking forward to having a chat. Today, we're going to focus on the one book I saw you hold up there, which is all about Get the Deal, Real Estate Alchemist, Get the Deal. I love it. Awesome. So Walter, give us a brief little background on how you got into this crazy world of real estate investing and what you focus on primarily these days.
1: There's a, I think it's got in the same way as everybody else. I was broke and I wanted to make money. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I kept finding out over and over that all the millionaires had real estate and that was the way they built wealth. So that's how I dove into it. And the book came as a way to solve a lot of people's problems. It's been a really hot market the last, we'll say, five years. And finding deals is the number one problem that most investors yeah. have so I wrote a book on my process because my process doesn't actually involve me going to the seller's house and having the conversation. It's a very hands-off, high communication with wholesalers and agents, and then I train those people to do it the right way. As now, what, you know, what, kind
0: of, of, what kind of properties are you focusing on primarily for this, Walter? Are they single-family homes, multi-families? What, what do you, what's your sweet spot?
1: So the sweet spot for us is really portfolios, and every small multifamily owner or those absentee landlord properties tend to own multiple. So we mm-hmm. aim at focusing on the first one. Maybe it's a two family, maybe it's a three family, but eventually we want to own all of their property. And that only comes through finding that first one, having that first conversation.
0: All right. So very interesting. So this really isn't about, uh, you're not really focused on single family homes. It's small multis trying to get your foot in the door and, and end up controlling the person's entire portfolio.
1: Absolutely. Art. And and sometimes it works on condos, right? So we actually purchased 24 condos because the seller had a condo they wanted to sell. We showed up and ended up buying all 24 of what they had. So it can work on any type of property in that small residential. I think once you get to commercial you really rely on uh, commercial brokers.
0: All right. So let's walk through this because it sounds like you've set up a process, you've set up a system, you're working with wholesalers, you're working with realtors, you're training them. So what does that look like? And how many different markets are you focusing on?
1: So we're currently focused in Massachusetts and Florida. So we're in the Tampa market in Florida. And in Massachusetts, we're on the South coast, that's Fall River, New Bedford. So two markets, we didn't start that way. We started with one. And then only when I moved to Florida, we expand to the next one.
0: All right. So let's say somebody's saying, hey, that sounds like a heck of a good idea. How would they get started with your process, and and maybe first of all, before we tell people how to get started with it, can you give us kind of a thirty thousand foot overview? What does your process look like?
1: Yeah, so you get to really evaluate yourself as a human being. What is your problem? Every every person has one of two problems: either you have too much time, or you have too much money. And most of the time, when people come to me, they're uh, trying to solve the too much time problem. And okay. so, if you have too much time in your hands, then it's time to learn how to lead generate. And lead generation really comes from knowing where the person is, knowing who has what you're looking for. And it's a seller who has a piece of property, but they're not a seller yet. They're a motivated person who's going through a situation. So there are key requirements to knowing what a motivated person would look like, that 55 plus, that been in the house more than seven years, or absentee landlords on single families or owner occupied on multifamilies. So knowing kind of that arena, now you can start deciding, am I going to build my own marketing campaign? Am I going to do the mailers? Am I going to do emails, text, ringless voicemail, actually doing the phone calls? Am I going to door knock? Or is maybe I don't have that much time. Maybe it's time to start having conversations with wholesalers or agents. Once they go out on the appointment, lock it down, you're simply buying it from them, either on the commission side or on the referral side.
0: All right, cool. So it sounds like you graduated to that level pretty quickly. I can see the big benefits there because everything else that you mentioned requires a hell of a lot of time and quite a bit of expense, to be perfectly frank with you. I mean, if you're getting into direct mail campaigns, you're typically sending out tons and tons of these things. And if you're on the phone, I mean, you're cranking through call after call after call. So how did that look like for you, Walter, when you first got rolling with this?
1: So I did the work, right? That was my path. I said I got a lot of free time on my hands. And I started with every kind of marketing strategy you can think of. And I did them all. I I even door knocked. I cold called, I door knocked. I did the really grueling ones. And even though those were super effective, I didn't like the time intensity of it. And the, or
0: the doors getting slammed in your face intensity.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very intense situation. So <laughs> So what I ended up landing on was cold calling. That's been the cheapest, most affordable, and the most effective aside from showing up at their house. You're showing up on their phone, you're having a conversation. So it gives you a much better opportunity if you're just starting. And then I think that as you're building your team, focusing your team on cold calling is going to be the most effective form of marketing. Not cold calling on nobody, but cold calling on the right people.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it sounds like you kind of graduated beyond... Well. Better said, you're outsourcing this to wholesalers and real estate agents who are not your employees, which sounds pretty darn smart to me, and (laughs) getting them to do this for you willingly and happily. So how do you make that work, Walter? I know so whole solution can go to the whole thing there, but
1: let's. Yeah, the solution is you've got to give them what they're looking for. So every wholesaler is always looking for a list. That's their main thing, and okay. they're looking for a buyer. So if you can say, "Hey, I'm both the buyer and I've got the list. Here's my list. Cold call on it." They're going to go. Their only investment is their dialer. You know, yeah. hopefully they're using a power dialer like Zell or uh, Zen or Mojo or Call Tools, so they can get through 100, 150 calls in an hour. And same with agents. Agents. They don't like to actually work. That's their biggest problem. They don't like working. Uh, They want free leads. So I usually attract agents with leads. I just say, hey, look, I've got leads. The problem is you got to make a couple of phone calls to warm them up. (laughs) And I would say nine out of 10 agents won't actually do the work. So if you hand a list to an agent, you really got to follow up, really got to check in on them. But one of those agents, one out of the 10 will actually be a killer. And those people you want to nurture and really build relationships with and encourage Because agents are, they're like the partier of the world. If you can say, wow, high five, great job. You did amazing. You know, just because you called one hour, right? Like, and really excite them. Whereas I find wholesalers really are aggressive. They want the money and they're a little more hands off. It's just hand on the list and see what they do. So
0: why even bother with agents then?
1: The problem with not bothering with agents is, so I hold my license. So I lose money if a wholesaler goes out there and flops the deal. Wholesalers tend to be great on the phones. They tend to be great systems people. They tend to be very aggressive. But in negotiation systems situations, they're not as trained. So the agent tends to actually have a higher conversion rate. So that's the the funny spot we're in. And the other side is I I carry my license. So if an agent goes and gets a listing, I'm still going to get a referral fee from that. Whereas a wholesaler is just going to throw that listing away.
0: Wow, that's another fantastic idea. Hold on to that thought for a sec. We'll be right back. Now, are you a real estate investor who's right out of cash or credit to grow your portfolio? Are you looking to grow your portfolio using other people's money and raising capital? Well, I wanna show you how to raise six figures or more in six weeks or less at my upcoming Investor Attraction Workshop. You can get your ticket and find out all about it at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. We're gonna spend a full day taking a deep dive into this roadmap that I've used to raise millions for my deals and I've helped other people just like you cumulatively raise hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for their deals as well. So again, you can check that out at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. And as a loyal listener to the podcast, you'll get 50% off your ticket when you use the discount code podcast. That's right, discount code podcast at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. See you at the next workshop. Okay, so the realtor goes out, gets a listing, turns around, sells it to you. You get a little bit of somebody
1: else. Even if they sell it to somebody else, I'll still make something.
0: Exactly. But if they sell it to you, then you get a slightly lower
1: commission. I don't pay as much on the commissions, right?
0: Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. So you're kind of juggling both of these worlds. Now, a question for you. When it comes to generating the leads, any tips, suggestions, ideas on how you're finding these kind of leads? Are you buying lists? What, uh, what are you doing to provide either the wholesaler and or the, the realtor some quality leads?
1: When the market turns again, we'll go back to doing seller conversations, seller events. like we, do the, we still do the home buyer seller events for people who are looking to buy. Right now, people aren't in desperate situations. So they're not really in a foreclosure, short sale. None of that is, is real. So we're not doing those events anymore. So our real only strategy is the lists. It's really acquire a list and you don't want a dirty list. You want a list with signs of motivation. You Know the seven-year itch, right? Once you've been in a house for seven years, you tend to think it's time to trade up or trade down, downsize. And then there's the age side of things. People who are in their 60s and their 70s, they're starting to think about downsizing or their kids have moved back in and they brought their kids and now they're looking to upsize. And so they've got to get rid of this other property they have. And especially in those multifamilies, the landlords that live in the property, those people are tired of having tenants over their heads. Right. And so they're looking to buy their single family. So you may be able to get multiple transactions out of it.
0: Very cool. Very, very interesting. All right. Well, fascinating, fascinating stuff. So basically, you're coming up with these lists, you're purchasing these lists, you're making sure that they're clean. How do you determine? Which leads to pass on to wholesalers versus realtors, or do you just kind of say, "Hey, you guys, go for it," and it's winner take all?
1: I have a rule of five, so no more than five people on the same list, and so we just break our list into smaller sections. And in the beginning, when I started doing this, people would say, "Well, you have somebody else on the list," and the answer is yes. It, the more calls that are made to the same person, it doesn't matter who's making the calls. Now they're thinking about selling their house, mm. so you just want to be the one who makes the call. So. There's five other people on the list. Make sure you're showing up and calling because that fifth call or that sixth call could be the one that locks them down.
0: Nice. And for you, it really doesn't matter because they're all calling on your behalf, anyhow. Yeah.
1: That's right. <laughs> That's right. And I don't want to paint the picture that they're all good, right? Like, so yeah. you could have five people calling on the same list, and really, who's calling? Well, like Four and a half person. of them suck.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting stuff, Walter. So give us an idea of. Well, you're in two markets. You said you're in Tampa, you're in Florida. What's Which is the other market The trending So
1: Tampa and Florida. In Massachusetts, we're in Fall River and New Bedford.
0: Okay. So let's take a look at the Fall River, New Bedford markets in Massachusetts. I have no idea what the size of those markets are. What are we looking at
1: population-wise? So population-wise, New Bedford's 120,000 people, and then Fall River is 87,000 people. All right. So, so these we're are...
0: looking at 200,000-ish. That's a fairly fairly small market, especially by American standards, what kind of lead flow are you looking at in that particular market? Like how many leads fit your criteria in that size of a market?
1: I would say maybe 2%. It's very small. So yeah. of the transactions that go down, there's, there's about 1,400 transactions that happen in the market. So right our goal is if we can take down 1% to 2% of that, we're, we're phenomenal. We're crushing it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, in that size of a market, how many leads do you think there would be for your business? Like, you're you're buying leads here, give or take in a month. How many fresh leads might you have to pass on to your wholesalers and your and your uh, realtor friends there to follow up with?
1: So it ends up being somewhere around per week, somewhere around 15 to 25 leads per week. So okay. at the end of the month, we got about 100 leads. Of those 100, maybe we'll buy two.
0: Yeah, no, but that's still very, very good number. So let's say whatever, it's 20, 20 leads a week for round numbers. Those leads are pre- being provided on a weekly basis to all five of your wholesalers and theoretically hitting the, <laughs> hitting the phones hard with these with these 20 leads. Do they even need an auto dialer for 20 leads, for crying out loud? That could be... So the,
1: the list is somewhere closer to about 3,000 leads. So the list is about 3,000 total that we're dialing on. What we get for actual appointments and conversations is much closer to that 80 figure a month.
0: Okay. That's what I was yeah. asking for then. So you're starting with 3,000 your team, how many people do you have in that market that, you're, that are theoretically making calls for you?
1: So we've got 25 people who are effectively, they're not all making calls, but they're on the team. So 25 people who are, have access to the lists, who are going out on appointments and taking calls, making calls. It always comes down to the 80-20, man. Is, <laughs> there's sure. about five killers and the rest are fillers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we just got to suck up a lot of time, but yeah. Interesting stuff. So, are you coming? Are you getting like three thousand fresh leads every month that you're plugging into the system and, and sending people after? Is that kind of how it works, or or does this come in quarterly batches, semi-annual? How does that look for you? Wolf?
1: It's about quarterly. So it depends on the market we're in. So in Tampa, it's a much larger list. Yeah, yeah. I'm just again, yeah.
0: I'm just trying to think of that smaller market because that. If we can make the numbers work there, then you just extrapolate it for for a larger market. Exactly.
1: And the irony is in the smaller market, we actually have more opportunity. There's less competition. Yeah. It's just way easier in that market. I find Tampa to be, we really fight. The margins are much lower down here. So it's, you you almost do it out of ego to do it down here. You do it because you're local and it's like, yeah, I'm going to do this one, but it can be a little tighter.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I would imagine there's a ton of, ton of folks doing these kind of things in Florida. That's for sure. Very, very interesting stuff, Walter. So yeah, that's a lot of management. What what would you say? I can see what the pros are. What are the biggest headaches that you have with, with managing a team of 25 outsourced people, 20 of whom do pretty much nothing?
1: (laughs) I can, I think you can guess what the biggest problem is. It's like herding cats. Mm -hmm. It's how do we keep this one motivated? How do we, get that one going. And a lot of times it's realizing this person's probably not ever going to do anything and just being okay with it and reducing the amount of time you're spending with them like that. It's the people management. When your system looks like this, fortunately the person who manages them all is she's a people person. She's follow up. That's my girlfriend arena. She loves people, loves following up. So she is fantastic at it. Without her, I probably wouldn't worked this.
0: She gives a little pep talk. Whereas you and I probably want to give them a good swift kick in the hiney.
1: There it is. (laughs) So I show up, I do the trainings once a week and she just makes sure everybody shows up. So I can tell who's going to do well. The people who show up to the trainings do well. The people who don't, you know, results will vary.
0: Yeah, I would imagine. Very, very cool, Walter. Well, congratulations on setting up this system. Again, show us what the book looks like and, and let us know how we can get a hold of it.
1: So you can get the book right on Amazon. Just go type my name in Walter Amorello, or type in Real Estate Alchemist on Amazon.com, and the book is available there. Or you can go to my website, IBuildMillionaires.com, which is nice. pretty easy to remember. And I IBuildMillionaires.com. Yep.
0: All right. Well, that sounds great, Walter. This is always a lot of fun. Thank you very much for your insights and and your wisdom, and uh, congratulations on setting up a system that's working for you and that's replicatable because you've taken it from one market to another. That's fantastic.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Dave. Love your show, man. Appreciate you.
0: Thanks, brother. All right, everybody. Take care and see you on the next episode. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.